Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Kajabi Edge podcast, where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you an edge on Kajabi. I'm Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience, and today I'm joined by Alex Ferrari. How are you doing today, Alex? I'm good, Jared. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. So, Alex, you are author, filmmaker, serial <laughs> entrepreneur, founder of the Indie Film Hustle. What's your elevator pitch? Tell us what it's all about. Indie Film Hustle is my company that I started in 2015. With the main mission of helping filmmakers and screenwriters navigate the shark infested waters that is Hollywood and the film industry. I wanted to put out their real, raw, truthful, real information that's based on reality and based on actually going through it, not just talking about it, and not just, oh, you know, one day it would be nice to this or that. I wanted to kind of put something out there that had some meat to it. And we've been doing it ever since. So that's basically Indie Film Hustle is the beginning of it. And then there's about seven or eight other companies around that now. And we could talk about that later. But that was the basic uh, gist of it. I love it. So let's just kind of uh, like rewind to the beginning. Like, how'd you get started in this industry? In the filmmaking, uh, when I became a filmmaker in 90s, in the early 90s, mid 90s, how I really got started was in the video store back in the day. I worked at a video store in high school and got really excited about uh, becoming a filmmaker when, you know, we're talking about late 80s, early 90s. Filmmaking was not a thing. It was not the cool thing to be. Now everybody knows about being filmmaking and content and lighting and all these things. But back then it wasn't, there was no information. Um, it was still very much a, you know, when I told my parents, they're like, what, what, what do you talk what, 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 what? And there was no nothing, but I, I went down this crazy road and uh, started off in editing, uh, becoming an editor then transform into other uh, areas in post-production, um, from color grading, visual effects, supervision, and post-supervision, all sorts of things. And then started directing commercials and music videos and then kind of grew from there and, uh, and had many adventures and misadventures uh, over the years in the in the business uh gaining a lot of shrapnel along the way as i like to say uh you know i have i have a lot of scarring and shrapnel from my adventures and battles in this business and then in 2015 uh i just decided i wanted to start an online business which is funny because i actually had an online business in the late 90s i won't talk about 98 99 i actually had a website uh where it was a it was kind of like a celebrity photo set like so you can go see you know pictures of your favorite celebrity this is early 90s guys so you know, this is awesome. Right. Yeah. But you would go there and just, you know, look at pictures, you know, just, you know, and then, you know, find out information about your latest, you know, celebrities or and actors and actresses and you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, so uh, it was great because we would be making, me and my partners would make about five, $6,000 a month, which was great. The only problem is it cost about five or $6,000 a month to run the damn <laughs> business uh, because technology was so expensive back then. Server bills, bandwidth, remember bandwidth, uh, all of that kind of stuff. So uh, I, um, I just kind of let it go. And then in 2005, I directed my first, I guess, major short film or, or a short film that was a success uh, where I then sold uh, DVDs of how I made uh, the movie. And I targeted an audience, which was filmmakers. And at that in 2005, there wasn't a lot of information about becoming a filmmaker online. I, I actually have the distinct honor of being the first ever uh, filmmaking tutorial ever uploaded to YouTube, uh, which is wow. insane now. But yeah. I actually have it. I, I created NFTs for it and have been selling them. There's six of them and I, it's insane people buying them, but they are. Uh, we could talk about that as well. But uh, I, I, I started making money again online there, selling my DVDs directly to consumer. And also uh, I used to do... I still do actually, where I would get a kickback from Amazon for selling my own products. So I was an affiliate for Amazon <laughs> on my own product. So every time I would sell one of my DVDs, I would also make another buck or two from Amazon. 
Amazon for selling my own DVD to my my own customer. So, uh, and I still do that to this day with my own books and stuff like that. I'm like constantly making kickbacks on my own. That's a, that's a little subtle um, tip for anyone listening. Get your own kickbacks on Amazon. It's fantastic. <laughs> so uh, then 10 years go by, a lot of different things happen to me. I moved to LA and uh, start building my career here, start directing, shoot a few features, start working on, you know, big projects with, you know, big directors and producers and, and things like that. And in 2015, uh, in 2011, I decide to open up an olive oil and vinegar gourmet shop. Now, this is this is like a, I like to call the dark times. I was not expecting that. No, you see, no one does. No one does because it makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> so, um, because it was crazy for whatever reason, I was really burnt out by the business. Uh, I had been working on a lot of like really kind of like lowbrow, low budget uh, projects as an editor just to kind of survive in LA, and I was just really kind of beat up about it. And I'm like, you know what, the future is it's olive oil and vinegar. So uh, I decided to open up. We, within three months, my wife and I open up the largest olive oil and vinegar gourmet shop in Los Angeles, which I'm not, I'm not joking. It was like per square footage. It was insane. Uh, then we ran this company for three years, probably three of the toughest years I've ever had in my life. In that time period, I learned, uh, I got back into e-commerce. I got back into selling things online and I started uh really honing the website, understanding content marketing. I was starting to... A lot of the tips, a lot of the, the tools I learned in the olive oil business, I then uh, was able to apply to my new business that I opened in 2015. But there was a book I read uh, a year before we closed the business or around 2014. I was already thinking of like, this is not for me. I'm going to have to figure something else out. Uh, and then there was this book that was always in my list on Amazon. Like, you know, you like add to list. Oh, I'll get to it later. It was the four-hour work week with Tim Ferriss. So I picked that book up. Up, I read it. And for whatever reason, it clicked. I was like, oh my God, wait a minute. I could make money online again, which is stupid because I've done it before, but you forget and you like, you don't have the confidence to do it anymore and things like that. So I, I read the book and I just started to uh, devour every book by Seth Godin, by Gary Vanderchuk, by Tim Ferriss, uh, by Ramit Sethi. And, and the list goes on. And I just, I just delve in. I must have read 30, 40 books on every topic of online marketing and online businesses and everything like that. I took courses, um, watched videos. I just obsess. I obsess about when I go into something, I obsess about it. Like when we went into olive oil, I read 20 books on olive oil. If you need to know anything about olive oil or balsamic vinegar, you let me know. <laughs> I'll be more than happy to tell you. But uh, so then I I uh, launched uh, right before we decided to close the store, I, I started to launch Indie Film Hustle. And I knew that podcasting was going to be my entry point. A lot of people use YouTube or articles or other things, but I decided to use podcasting. And uh, when I started uh, my podcast, it was I had really never done a podcast before, uh, but within three months, we were the number one podcast on iTunes for filmmaking and been there ever since. And then, uh, and then later I opened up one for screenwriting and that's been number one as well. Uh, but the, the ability to use that content to bring people to my blog and then be able to, at, at the beginning, I was an affiliate monster. So all I would do is just sell other people's products because I didn't have my own product. So I started generating revenue, just being an affiliate for a bunch of different things. And uh, I did that for a few years, probably much longer than I should have. I should have been, been developing my own products uh, way earlier, uh, but I didn't. Uh, but eventually I figured out, hey, I need I need products. Uh, I, I need to start selling my own things. I think I've gotten to a place where my audience is waiting for that. And I tried multiple different routes and multiple different things to do. Uh, but then uh, a friend of mine who uh, who's a very big YouTuber 
uh, was telling me about Kajabi. And then we can go into all of Kajabi, but I don't I, I can continue talking. This is what I do for a living. So stop me at any time. <laughs> no, you've made it great. I haven't had to ask a single question because you're just going there. Uh, <laughs> I think what, what shocked me the most out of this was, you know, there's a million and there's a lot of things actually, but uh, there are a million people who go from brick and mortar to online. But I think you're the first person I've talked to who is already online and said, I think I'm going to go to brick and mortar. <laughs> so. I'm not very bright. I'm not very bright, Jared. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a very bright person. I, I apologize. <laughs> What what was the inspiration to? Well, it was it was. You have to understand my online. I, I wasn't doing anything online. Hadn't done anything online for probably a decade. You know, when I went to uh, to went to brick and mortar, there was a romanticism about opening up this olive oil and vinegar shop. We had a gourmet. It was a gourmet shop. We had oils from around the world. It was a tasting bar. So we had forty different flavors of olive oil and eighteen year age balsamic vinegar. It was a very romantic thing. And my wife and I kind of fell in love with it when we went on our baby move up to Napa and Sonoma, where we discovered this process. And we're like, wow, this would be so beautiful and this and that. And we did a lot of research about the business and stuff like that. But funny thing is that when I closed my business, I sold one part of my business and that was the online business. Sold my email list, sold my my website, uh, gave my, also gave my uh, suppliers and who I was getting everything from to a competitor of mine who became a good friend of mine later. And uh, and then I was hired to uh, consult them as well on the online space because they just saw what I had done. I had my own show. On, on on YouTube, the olive oil, the extra virgin olive oil show. Uh, and then I have a, I had a balsamic show. Uh, by the way, nowhere to be found. Good luck finding. I wipe that <laughs> from the internet. You can rarely ever wipe something from the internet. I had been able to wipe it off the face of the earth. So you will never find it, nor will you find my first podcast, which were an olive oil vinegar podcast, uh, which is insane. <laughs> I listened to it the other day because I found them. I found them. I was like cleaning out my, my hard drives and I'm like, oh my God, is this what I think it is? And I listened to it. I was like, oh, oh my God, this is horrible. And it was just me basically just reading articles I'd written about olive oil because I had no idea. Like, what are you going to talk about olive oil? What are you going to <laughs> talk about? Like, I mean, maybe I can maybe interview like a couple of people who, you know, are farmers or maybe some balls. But at yeah. a certain point, you're going to run into a wall unless you start bringing chefs in and things like that. I mean, you could make, make a go of it, I guess. But it was insanity. So, uh, so, uh, but I learned a lot of the things that I, I I then applied to my online business. I learned from the brick and mortar side of things. So it's not like I was like, I had this online business that was thriving. I'm like, you know what I really want is brick and mortar. It wasn't that. It was 10 okay. years away from that. Jumped into brick and mortar because I was just so frustrated with my business, which was the film industry, and that my career wasn't going where I wanted it to go. And I felt abused and I felt burnt out and I needed to change. And then I left the business. Most I still did jobs here and there, but I mostly left the business and then, um, and then realized I was like, Oh my God, sitting in a room with a mouse, uh, is a lot better than dragging your ass up at three o'clock in the morning to to drive two hours, to set up a farmer's market, to sell $5 worth of olive oil, lose money for the day, pack it all back up and go back home. Like, Oh, I had it really good. You're an idiot. Uh, but, uh, we had to stay for three years because that was our lease. But again, it all worked out the way it was supposed to work out. But yeah. Well, let's uh, let's kind of go back to where we were just at. You you, you find Kajabi. I, I'm I'm really interested in like what were some of the biggest hurdles that you found getting up and running. I know you had some experience online. Like where where did you find the that you I guess ran into struggles getting up and running uh, in the online space again? So I mean, I was able because of all the research I did. My business started to to grow fairly rapidly online, but again, it was all affiliate based. I was all affiliate based. 
which, you know, varies, you know, depending, you know, I was for a while, master classes, number one affiliate for filmmaking courses and screenwriting courses, things like that. And, uh, I did, I, I eventually did start selling my own courses. I had some old, uh, that old content from that first short film, uh, that was on like four hours of, on my DVD. I, I repurposed all that, put it up on online and put it up on some educational platforms. Again, not on my own platform, but on someone else's platform. And then I would make money off of those, but it was always very little money. I mean, not little money, but it was like low price point, low, very low price point because I was the way the platform was run. So, you know, it was just trickles of money and it trickles of revenue. So my whole business model was to get as many revenue streams as humanly possible, which still to this day is pretty much what I do. I'm extremely diversified in, in my revenue streams. There's not one major thing. You know, if one thing goes away, I still have a robust uh, you know, other robust revenue streams that can hold the ship as opposed sure. to, I know a lot of people who have one thing and that's the one thing. And that thing that shets down. Like I, I knew webmaster, uh, web webmasters. Wow. I'm like in 1996 here. <laughs> um, sorry, excuse me. I, I just aged myself. Uh, uh, people who had websites, uh, who their entire business model was Amazon. And when Amazon changed their affiliate percentage, it rocked the world because of the affiliate world, because everyone was like, Oh, I'm making $5,000 a month. Oh my God, I'm making a thousand dollars a month because it just changed it. And that's what happens when you play in someone else's sandbox. And that's what I always tell people when you're playing in someone else's sandbox, whether that be social media, whether that be uh, platforms that you sell courses on, whether that be affiliates, you're playing by their rules. It's their sandbox and they have the right to change those rules whenever they want. So I realized a few years in that I was like, I needed to find something that I own, that I controlled 100% and I wasn't going to have the rules change on me. So uh, I did go to a couple other online education platforms uh, prior to discovering Kajabi. And they were clunky. They did the job, but it was like, eh, it never really connected. And it was always like 15 different things focusing, trying to get one thing to get. It was never an all-in-one uh, situation. But then my friend, uh, who's this big YouTuber, he told me about Kajabi. So when I saw it and I, it came across me, I was like, oh, wait a minute. My business, I think, could definitely support this as far as the yearly fee. And I go, but look what I'm getting. And I'm like, so wait a minute. I could just get rid of that other education platform, get rid of my email service, uh, get rid of this other service, get rid. So I'm like, and then I start doing all the math. I'm like, well, that's what I'm paying anyway. So you start doing the math. You're like, oh, wait a minute. This makes all the sense in the world. So he was showing me what he did. And I actually was lucky because when I did get onto Kajabi, he, uh, he walked me through it. Like he was my personal tutor on how to work the, the, you know, the Kajabi language, which is, I build my websites on WordPress, uh, mostly. And, but Kajabi is another language. And then I started building websites on Kajabi. So I was like, okay, once you understand it though, it's, super easy, super intuitive, super quick. Uh, and he walked me through that learning curve. Uh, and then Emily, who we spoke about earlier, my my rep there uh, at Kajabi, she's uh, an angel. She's literally an angel that came down from the heavens and, and guided me through any other more detailed questions about, hey, can you guys do this? Yes, here's a, here's a help article. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm like, can we do this? Here's a link to the help article. <laughs> yes, and, and I constantly would be that way. She's like, here's the video. I'm like, all you need to do is search. I'm like, yeah, but I just like asking you, Emily. But uh, <laughs> so, but uh, so I brought it in, and the thing that I was so fascinated about Kajabi, which is is the all-in-one aspect of it, specifically email. So email was always. Uh, I still I don't like email. I think it's just, just like I I personally don't like doing it. I respect it and I understand how important it is to my business. But the incorporation of email with the courses with 
um, pipelines or funnels or whatever you know we call them. That combination was very enticing to me. So as soon as I got on Kajabi, I transferred over a bunch of my courses uh, that I had on the other platform. And then I started creating new courses. And then I started bringing partners in from outside because I was able to present the website, which is ifhacademy.com, Indie Film Hustle Academy or ifhacademy.com, which is a Kajabi-based website uh, that I was able to send to partners or relationships I've had and go, hey, look, I'm just launching this. Do you want to be a part of it? And I would partner with that person who has an existing course and we would go, we would partner in it. I would do the marketing of it. They do a little bit of hard work up front, just creating it. And then they just collect checks. Uh, and it's and it's a really wonderful um, relationship that way. So I started building that up and I started creating funnels uh, and started creating these pipelines and funnels uh, on Kajabi. And the second I did that, I mean, it transformed my business. I doubled my revenue two years straight, um, which is insane. It, cha- it, it literally changed the course of my entire business. I love it. So for you, you it sounds like you kind of were, were solving the problem of you, you were the affiliate. Now your new audience is the affiliates for you. You wanted full ownership and you wanted you know complete control of of your of your content and your your future tell me where that was there any struggles or challenges that you ran into kind of like getting things set up or building that audience um, as you were getting started the, the building of the audience was never my issue because I I I understood my I understand my audience I understand the niche that I'm going after because I'm that niche I've been in that niche for 25 years I understand how my audience thinks because that's how I think I understand what they want because I know what I wanted um so Serving that audience has never been a problem with me. I'm also, uh, as my shirt says and my brand says, hustle. Uh, I outwork everybody else in my industry. In my in my space online, there's nobody that outputs more than I do. You know, and even the big news uh, news websites who pump out 20 or 30 articles a day because that's their that's their business model. They have a staff of 30. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, for the most of the time I've run my business, it's been by myself, uh, which is insane. And you shouldn't do this. I have a team now. But for the most part, I did so. But nobody, nobody outputs as much as I do. I'm now closing in on episode 500 of my podcast, of my my main podcast. Altogether, Indie Film, uh, Bulletproof Screenwriting has uh, 125 episodes currently. Film Entrepreneur closing in on a hundred. And then I got four other podcasts that are at different rates at levels as well. So uh, when I created the podcast, I saw that everybody else was doing maybe one a week. So automatically it's like, I'll just do two a week because I'll just double everybody up. (laughs) And that's what I did. I just did two a week. And I have been doing two a week pretty much almost the entire time. I took about a year off of that, but then it became a problem because I kept recording like I was doing two a week and they were waiting six months to get released. I was like, I can't do this because I want to talk. I want to, I want to get, oh, don't be great. I'll be a great guest. Oh, I can do this. I can do that. So now I have to do two a week on my main podcast because of that. And uh, it's it's uh, it's it's a, it's a disease. It's a, it's a sickness. I'm trying to I'm trying to seek help for it. But building oh, that audience, I shouldn't, right? Uh, but building that audience is is never really was never really an issue for me uh, because I just I, I understand how to to serve my audience and to be of service to my audience. And 95 percent of what I do every day is free. It's free. You can follow me for five years and not pay me a dime, and I'm okay. Okay with that. Uh, I'll you know I'll get revenue from either some ad sales off my podcast or some other you know, some other way, but it's not my main revenue source. And I truly, honestly want to help my customer. I truly, honestly want to help them on their journey. 
And they can sense that authenticity where a lot of others might not have that authenticity. They're more about, let me get the money. Let me get the money. Let me, I'm in, I'm a long-term, I'm a long-term player. I'm a long game kind of guy. So, and anyone just looks, this is like, well, he's on episode 500. I mean, this guy's been doing this for a while and, oh, look, he's been speaking to this Oscar winner and that big, you know, guy. And also this no, you know, young filmmaker who just showed up, but has a really cool story about how he made his movie or how they distributed her film or something along those lines. So, uh, you know, there's, there's a, there's a trust there with the brand that I've been able to develop over the course of the last six years. And uh, I don't take it for granted. And I always want to make sure I can be of service. So building the audience has never been, uh, been ever an issue serving that audience. Uh, has never been an issue for me. The biggest uh, obstacles have been email. Um, really understanding email, uh, ad copy, things like that, and uh, and and doing the funnels and 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 or pipelines and uh, all of that stuff. But with Kajabi, you have those templates. Uh, and you just kind of walk through it and you just adjust things. And at the beginning, that's what I did. I just used the templates as, as instructed and it worked. I mean, it's just, it just, it just worked. And I started seeing conversions and it's like, okay. So my issue now is just getting as many people on that email list as humanly possible is getting new people on the email list, creating new uh, ma- uh, lead magnets that really, you know, grab people's attention and things like that. So that's where I'm at. Uh, as far as my difficulty is concerned, but Kajabi just smooths all that out without question. Tell me a little bit about like what's next for you on the horizon. Like, where do you go from here? I'm right now because I've been able to uh, assemble my team that's handling my day to day kind of stuff. I'm now focusing on building uh, other companies out. So uh, I just built out uh, a new company called Filmmaker Process, which uh, which sells services um, like high end services for filmmakers, like budgets and schedules and sales estimates and pitch decks and things like that. And I'm using Kajabi as, as my, um, as my uh, processor, my, my payment processor. So now all the payments come through here, but the services are done in, you know, in, in the real world. Uh, so, but Kajabi is helping me do that. And I was able to create checkouts and create all that stuff. Uh, and those were phone calls to Emily. I'm like, so, so Emily, how can you do this? Here's the help file, Alex. It's very easy to do. <laughs> uh, so, but I started using there. And then I have another company that I'll be launching uh, in, in the next, I'd probably in the next few months, which is going to be completely dependent on Kajabi. It's a brand new company selling new assets, new uh, products, uh, digital products that will be... Uh, that be servicing my community as well, uh, and that's going to be a hundred percent Kajabi based scenario as well. Uh, and that, and then I'm just now I'm just kind of growing the brand, growing the companies, uh, and trying to service that audience more and more. I just opened up a brand new company uh, that has nothing to do with the film industry called Next Level Soul, which is aimed more at the asking the big questions about life and why are we here, all that kind of stuff. You know, spirituality, th- those kind of things. Uh, where I'm interviewing um, just insane people. Uh, who are thought leaders in in that space, and some people like you know major rock stars and and uh, and things like that that come on the show uh, to talk about you know their spirituality and and just their stories about their life. And we all have the question like, why are we here? Why are we doing this? You know, what is the meaning of all of this? I wanted to kind of focus a little bit on that, uh, which is not filmmaking specific. So that's a brand new company that I just launched. Probably I launched it on Easter Sunday, oddly enough, starting with a <laughs> podcast. And uh, on a podcast website, and eventually that company will find its way to Kajabi. And when I start building out product lines for that, and it's too early in that evolution of that company right now, uh, probably next year, I'll start working on you know, coursework or digital products or things like that, that I can help service 
that growing company is at that growing audience as well. But Kajabi is, you know, is, is my, my, my partner, my online partner for life. Cause I just, it, it just works. It works so well. It, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's just, a, it's a wonderful, look, and you guys aren't paying me to say all this, by the way, anyone listening, <laughs> no, they haven't paid me a dime for any of this stuff. I'm just a fan and they've changed, they've transformed, you know, Kajabi has transformed my business. Uh, and I, I mean, anything that can transform a business so quickly, that's the thing too. It's not like, oh, it just took months. It's the second I launched this, but I also had an audience waiting for this. So it's just like, they were primed for this. They're like, I remember I still had people going, Alex, I want to give you money, but you don't show me how. <laughs> and I, literally I would, that's how far off I was on this stuff. They're like, I want, I want to support you. Where can I spend money? How can I, yeah, I'll buy something from this other guy. That's great. But I want to know how I can pay, buy something from you. And that's exactly what I did. And it was Kajabi that helped me do it. That's absolutely amazing, Alex. For anyone listening, uh, tell us how do, the, how do they find you? How do they get a hold of you? I'm sure they can find your podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, all of the main. Yeah, I'm not hard to find. Uh, you, you can type up Indie Film Hustle and wherever everywhere. IndieFilmHustle.com is kind of like the main hub for uh, for everything. Uh, BulletproofScreenwriting.tv is for uh, screenwriting stuff. Uh, my new my book called The Rise of the Film Entrepreneur, which is the entrepreneurial filmmaker. Uh, that's a whole website on itself, which is uh, FilmTrepreneur.com. But IndieFilmHustle is the best way to get a hold of me. And my new website, NextLevelSoul.com is that. And it's asking the big questions about life and all that kind of stuff. And that's that website. And of course, IFH Academy, which is uh, my Kajabi site, which uh, I've partnered with, um, you know, like the writer of Dracula and Hook and, uh, you know, other big, uh, you know, big people in the industry teaching, um, teaching people uh, how to make it in this business. So uh, that's how, that's the best way to get a hold of me. I love it. Um, Alex, thank you so much for spending some time with us today, going through your story. Absolutely remarkable. Really appreciate you joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And and I appreciate uh, everything that you guys are doing at Kajabi. And, and uh, you know, there's always room for improvement, like we talked about earlier. So, you know, the, the, the affiliate thing. Yeah. And, yes. uh, and other things, but no, but you guys are great. And, uh, and you are constantly making it better, which is uh, remarkable. So I appreciate you uh, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. And with that, just wanted to share a quick shout out to Josh Smith, who left our first uh, five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Big thank you to you. Uh, For anyone else listening, we'd love it if you did the same. Left us a review, shared this with your friends, and subscribed. Uh, We want to get these awesome hero stories out to as many entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs as possible. So uh, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to seeing you all again next week on the Kajabi Edge Podcast. this episode help inspire you to start your own online business with Kajabi? If so, head on over to kajabi.com slash edge or mention the Kajabi Edge podcast in the Where Did You Hear About Us field when signing up on our homepage. Listeners who sign up from our show will receive an additional success call with one of our customer success managers on top of the call all new customers receive. That's two calls to help guide you along the way to success. So head on over to kajabi.com slash edge. That's K-A- J-A-B-I dot com slash E-D-G-E and start writing your story.